Patrick Beverly calls LeBron James too little in a game where the Bulls get a big win over the Lakers and a much-needed win, creating even more separation in that Eastern Conference playing race. We're going to talk about the importance of that game, how the Bulls have been playing here down the stretch, and what's projected to come, and preview tonight's game against the Clippers. We'll do all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So I know much like me, Bulls fans could probably never get tired of talking about their team getting done. And so, you know, the, the Bulls playing the way that they played last night, responding in another playoff atmosphere type game, responding to runs made by the Lakers. And, you know, even though the, the Bulls could not hold on to a 20 point lead, they end up getting not coming down twice. The Bulls still responded with their defense. And even though they had moments of pressing the game offensively, Make me taking some bad shots, having some bad turnovers, trying to not necessarily give away the game, but not make the right moves uh, down the down down the game to really seal it and put a nail in the coffin of the game. The Bulls still did and took care of the business that needed to be taken care of going into the United. I mean the uh, the crypto arena is what it's called now. Come on, man, it's Staples. This is Staples. Um, but the Bulls take care of business. Patrick Beverly just. You know, continue being that spark for the Chicago Bulls, but this game was another game led by Zach Levine having another office, efficient offensive night, 13 of 19 from the field, 32 points he did, uh, tw- uh, two rebounds, four assists, two turnovers, both turnovers, though, being some of those head-scratching turnovers that we've unfortunately come accustomed to seeing Zach Levine do, but, hey, it was in a win. Uh, Kobe White as well off the bench, just being that spark plug off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. He, ha- he leads the way off the bench with 13 points. Uh, he goes 5 of 17 from the field, not necessarily shooting the best, but Kobe White continues to just show every he's grown every aspect of his game. And with that shooting coming around at times, it definitely has made him look better. And, you know, the, 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 once if Kobe White's shot is falling with what he gives us regularly uh, other than shooting right now, it just it makes him almost the perfect role and bench player for the Chicago Bulls team in a much-needed role. But there are going to be two things out of the story of this game. Oh, and I don't want to overlook mentioning DeMar DeRozan. Yes, DeMar, we know he has his injury, but again, adapting to it excellently. Having 10 assists, 6 rebounds in this game, 1 block, only 2 turnovers. Uh, he scores 17 points, but it's efficient, 7 of 13 shooting from the field. DeMar understood what and how he can impact this game today, and he gave it to us. Now, outside of that, right, there are going to be two stories in this game. One is going to be Patrick Beverly and him doing the too little to LeBron James. Lee Little, as I think we're going to call LeBron now for the foreseeable future. But, you know, just being that energy and that spark plug. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in the next segment. But Nikola Vucevic being ejected in this game. And this is why the refs and the officiating, something needs to be looked at and done. Because not that everything in this game, we're not blaming like the Bulls struggles or the Bulls giving up a 10 point uh, or 20 point lead and getting that knocked down. We're not putting that on the refs. But one thing that is on the referees is you have to allow players to just have emotion. And yes, Vooch did say something. You could tell by his body language that he said something that was way off coach and probably shouldn't have been said to a referee, regardless of what language it was in. But, but to go right to an ejection, right? A warning, a tech, Something in that case, and it just really, you know, brings it all together over how many uh, players and also basketball fans have been complaining over the the officiating this season. It's not just us at the Chicago Bulls level. Uh, ben Simmons has talked about it. You know, uh, I think J.J. Redick has even talked about it on his show. Like, 
the officiating this season in the NBA is becoming something that's just it, it's not pretty. It's and, and you know it's it's not fair. It doesn't it's not getting called down the middle, and it really does seem like the refs. I understand having short leashes on players. I understand not wanting to be shown up. Hell, I even understand just the bare bones of wanting to be respected as an official in the NBA. But at the same time, you cannot like. In a game like this, and especially as we head to the playoffs, the, the officiating needs to be cleaned up. And the, and the NBA has to eventually look at something like this. Like, I get wanting to back your officials, back your refs, but when they're impacting the game like this, man, it's it's unfortunate. And it was definitely a, 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 a something in a game that overall was a really solid game. It was a fun game to watch. And you just don't want to walk away from what was what should have been just a fun game between two teams competing and the story be the officiating. You just don't want that or should not want that to happen, and hopefully the NBA continues to look at things like that. But overall in this game, uh, once Vooch did go down, Drummond came in. He played 18 minutes in this game. Uh, he was efficient 5 or 6 from the field, didn't hurt us, stayed out of foul trouble, which has been uh, some of the issues with Drummond this season. And Billy Donovan got creative with the lineup, using Patrick Williams and Derrick Jones Jr. Um, as, as centers at some times in small ball lineups. And, you know, it wasn't uh, – you, you could tell that there was, you know, they were adjusting to it, but it overall wasn't like this huge hole or thing that happened in the game where you're just like, dang, like, we're just hugely affected by playing so small. So, you know, shout out to the Bulls for being able to do what they did, uh, rebound the ball, still w win that rebounding battle, even with their uh, starting center being out, having 32 assists on 47 made baskets. The Bulls only have nine turnovers in this game. They took care of the nitty and gritty things, and they executed well even if their shot wasn't falling at times or they could not score. But still, they fi they finished the game 54% overall from the field, 45% from three-point range, taking 31 threes. Watch out. The Chicago Bulls all of a sudden are starting to take more threes, and how that's going to continue to affect the team is going to be uh, interesting to see because it really does change the dynamic of that Chicago Bulls offense. So, you know, really excited and encouraged by what we've seen from, the from these Bulls. They face the Clippers tonight, which we'll preview before we end out today. But, you know, Bulls are playing good. They're they're playing pretty well. They are ten and five now since signing Pat Bev. And you know, uh, Demar had this to say about Pat Bev: the aura he brings as a competitor. He's extremely vocal. His knowledge of the game. It's small things go that go a long way. Dav, uh, that goes a long way. And you and you've got to feed off that. He holds everyone accountable at any given moment. Shoot, he holds the training staff accountable if they don't have the tape out in time. And you know, I've said this before, and I've been saying this really. Um, over the weekend in the mailbag episodes. No, Patrick Beverly is not a superstar-level player, but he's had a superstar-level uh, um, impact on this team because he came in and brought the things that this team was missing. And we can make it make conversations all day for, hey, the, the construction of the team and the fact that this team should not have been constructed where they were missing leadership, but we were. And we're seeing how that leadership is, is impacting the team. We're seeing how that leadership is helping the team in areas that they needed it. Being held accountable is important. And if you don't have a coach that necessarily does that, you have to have players that do that on this team. And we were missing that vocal leader. And we got that in Patrick Beverly now, going 10-5. and five. We got eight games left on the season. Right now, after this win, we held a three-and-a-half game advantage over the Wizards and the Pacers, um, who sit below us. And we're only a half a game back of the Raptors and the Hawks that sit above us. Everything is in the Bulls' control right now. Everything. They, 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 it's in their own hands. They just have to continue playing well. Do I expect them to win out on the last eight games? No, that would be crazy to expect or ask. But I'm telling you, if the Bulls can finish right now being 36-8, and eight, if they can go 6-2 and two over this last uh, bit of season, that would be an over 500 record. An over 500 record. 
for the season. If they can finish five and three, you're then looking at a team that is at 500 to end the season. And, you know, regardless of where the season ends, the way that this team has been competing here in these games has been what we've been looking for for the large part of this season from the Chicago Bulls. And they're giving that to us. And, and I, and, you know, I understand the, the people that still have pessimism around this team. Believe me, I get it. And the last week of this of this season is a tough schedule for the Bulls. They got to figure it out and grind it out. And if the Bulls can, we could be talking about a team that at that point only needs to win one game to make it out the plane. And, you know, it, it, if the Bulls can move into that eight seed, I've talked about it before, just how important that can be for the Bulls with eight games left. If the Bulls can pull into the eight spot, what that would mean is that they only have to win one playing game. And if they lose one, they get another chance to win one and make it out that playing tournament. The Bulls have to be locked in throughout the rest of the season. Regardless of however it finishes with the standings, I love seeing the team go up the standings. I think most Bulls fans absolutely love to see their team go up the standings, but we got to continue to execute, take care of business, right? Play with this level of heart. Zach Levine executing like this and just being the player that's attacking the rim again, right? You're seeing Zach Levine go back to playing with no fear. You're seeing DeMar willingly, albeit with injury still, not necessarily take a back seat, but pick his spots better. And that is a spot that we wanted DeMar. If you go back to my previews of the season, one of my biggest things that I said that I hope DeMar would not have to do as much, right? Not meaning that, hey, I don't want DeMar to do anything, just meaning that he doesn't have to. And when you see DeMar able to facilitate, able to focus on the other things, he's given us better, better defense on top of that, right? And then pick his spots offensively. Yes, there are going to be games where we need uh, DeMar to be the king of the fourth, where we're going to need him to get us a bucket or send us to the to the free throw line when the Bulls can't score. But just the, the team playing better overall and, and players playing better in their role, it has made Zach Levine more efficient. It's made DeMar DeRozan be able to pick his spots better. And that's a team that I tell you what, not many teams, whether they admit it or not, are going to want to face the, a Bulls team that is given the level of defense that they are um, and, and playing and executing like they can on offense. The biggest question marks for me going into the play-in area and, the, and playoff type atmosphere is, is B- head coach Billy Donovan going to be able to coach well enough and adjust well enough once the team is just zeroed in on you? But we'll worry about that when we get to it. Tonight, we got the Clippers coming up. Kawhi Leonard is listed as probable for the game. Paul George, Norman Powell are both listed as out. And the Clippers come in 6-4 and four in their last 10, and they're the fifth team, fifth team in the Western Conference. This is going to be another playoff atmosphere type game. The Clippers are fighting for something as well, too. Now, yes, Paul George is out. We'll see what happens with Kawhi. Yes, they can have a bit of a buffer. They're not, you know, at threat to necessarily fall out the play into the play-in, even though in the Western Conference, which is with as tight as all those teams are, it's possible that any team at any given time could possibly fall into that playing area. But this is not a team that you want to overlook. And right now, the Bulls can't overlook anyone. For the remaining of this season, the Bulls need to come in with the intensity that we've been seeing from this team. You cannot overlook an opponent. You have to be prepared to get every team's best punch no matter what, where that team is or isn't in the standings. And so coming into this, into this game, of course, looking at the Clippers and their depth, it's going to be a lot of Kawhi Leonard. That's a player that you're definitely looking at as well. Zubak is who you're going to have to stop. And Russell Westbrook, Paul, uh, uh, Pat Bev, Alex Caruso, Io DeSumo, Kobe White are going to have to earn their money tonight. But as well as Vooch, we need to see a Vooch attack the middle of that defense. When you look at Zubak and uh, Mason Plumley being their bigs on that team, uh, you, you got to come in and you got to be able to do things. So experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, 
Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Um, I want to see a big game for Vooch, especially being hopefully being fired up after being ejected and having some things to prove um, on his, uh, and get off his chest. We need to see a big game from Nikola Vucevic, but the defense as well. You cannot overlook this, uh, this Clippers team defensively at all, and we have to win the boards, right? Rebound again as a team. Hopefully with having Vooch and Drummond back, uh, we, we definitely can clear that rebounding battle, but when we rebound as a team, go after the 50-50 balls, Go after loose balls, things like that. Fight for the extra position, for extra possessions. Like it's a team like the Clippers, we're probably going to need that, especially if they go into a different gear defensively. Now, with Norman Powell being out, that kind of takes away two of their top scorers in Paul George and Norman Powell being out of the out of this game. But as we've seen, um, this team has enough and still finds ways to win ga- win games. And now that Russ is probably going to have more uh, shot attempts and bites at the apple. It's another player that you want to look out for and make sure that he doesn't kill you. So, you know, hopefully, and the bench is going to be big in this game as well. And, you know, Kobe White and the improvements that he's made. And, um, you know, I, all I want to say is this. I don't know of one player over the course of one offseason that I've seen them add as much to their game or fix things that were. And you know what? Kobe had better defensive games last season, right? And it, you, you could see that it was coming into that. He's really used his first offseason as a launching pad to add almost every other thing to his game. Now, the shooting is coming back around. It looks like it's coming back around, albeit it's a five-game stretch. We need to see it probably for the rest of the season to see what he does in the playoffs. But to me, with the improvements that Kobe White has made, he has proven and earned a spot to be back on this team next season. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he will have one because depending on how the roster construction goes, you may afford, you may not afford, you may not bring, you need to bring Kobe White back depending on what else you add as far as shooting and defense to the bench. But for once, I want to see a young player develop on the Bulls. I don't want to see a young player who showed some flashes, had some bad signs, some good signs, go away and figure out their game. And I do think that AK and Eversley feel the same way. And if that's the case, man, I don't know. I just, I just, I just really would not want to give up on Kobe yet. And this has been consistent for me. I, I'm not one of the people who switched. If you go back to it, uh, last season I had a whole video on why the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe. I could see if they did trade Kobe. But I want to see Kobe's potential develop on this team. And I think when you have a bench that needs uh, scoring, when you need, have a bench that needs defense and needs a spark plug, Kobe White is just proving to be that spark plug for the Chicago Bulls this season. But okay, enough for me. We got two voicemails that I didn't want to wait till the weekend to play because they're kind of topical. So we're going to get into this first one. This one's from Auntie. Hey, hey, what's the word? It's your Auntie Goon. Hey, that was a good motherfucking game. Hey, I don't understand. Hey, hey. These refs, they got to start getting caught up on their shit. They was just throwing Kobe. They was just throwing the motherfucking boys around. It, it's no call. I've seen a, a couple times um, Kobe Bryant or a motherfucker Patrick Beverly sticking to LeBron. He just throwing their ass to the floor. No motherfucking calls. Then y'all had a nerve to throw Booch out? Like, I, bro, 
these refs got to get caught up on their shit. The NBA got to do something about this. Okay, I understand y'all don't like Chicago boys. Y'all don't like Chicago Bears. We found that. Can y'all be fair? Can we be fair here? Zach Levine getting hat, DeMar DeRozan getting hat. I'm just kind of glad that Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and the rest of the Bulls players didn't let L.A. take them at their confrosion. You know what I'm talking about? They ain't, they ain't let them take them at their game. You know, they, 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 they was getting irritated. I mean, L.A. went a little run, came back, and Bulls still was up late. Uh, I mean, up eight, but they, they took off after that. But I just, I love the game, but I didn't love the game because, like, it's like the Bulls going against the refs. I thought we supposed to be playing the motherfucking L.A. Lakers. I ain't know we playing the Lakers and the motherfucking referees. This some bullshit. They definitely try to help LeBron them come back. They definitely, they, they, hey, get <laughs> yeah, the refs try to pull that bullshit. Kobe White, I.O., motherfucking drama, Derrick Jones Jr., even Alan Caruso. Hey, y'all did y'all shit. Well, hey, Bruce got a fight of that second half. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all stood y'all ground. Y'all want for none of that shit. Y'all made a motherfucking statement tonight. Y'all showed some motherfucking identity tonight. Y'all definitely showed that motherfucking identity tonight. And I love what the fuck I'm seeing. Billy, all right, let's go. That's all I'm going to say, Billy. Let's go. Do your shit. Hey, we got nine, eight to nine games left. If we can go on it. Eight old run or nine whole run for the last couple of games we got. I can believe the boys can make it to the six seed. I definitely could believe the boys can make it to that six seed, but hey, you know, they the bullshitters, they bipolar. I'm trying to trust them a little bit because they game, the game's been looking nice. Zach Levine's been on some other shit. He's been attacking. Zach ain't been fucking around. So we're going to see. Hopefully they can keep this run going, but hey. The Bulls bench definitely stepped up, man. They definitely put work in. They knew Boots was gone. Motherfuckers won't have The Bulls made a statement. I love that identity tonight. Billy, keep doing what Billy doing. You you, you, you all right right now. I ain't going to say you're fine. I'm going to say you are right. All right. Refs need to be held accountable. Absolutely. I don't think you'll find many basketball fans right now that are um, that would say that their team, that the refs don't need to be held accountable. Something needs to give with this officiating in the NBA, and it's been tough. It's been apparent. You can see it, especially if you watch more games than just one team. Like, the officiating this season has been rough to a degree that I don't know if I've ever seen officiating this bad, this consistent in the NBA. And it's a lot of a lot of players are talking about it. A lot of fans are talking about it. A lot of uh, uh, sports outlets are talking about it. Officiating has been weird this season. And I'd love to hear Stacey King's response to it yesterday in which he talked about you know, after Vooch was ejected, for me, it was just a disgust. It was disgusting for him to be ejected in that manner in a game that that's important. But I'm glad the Bulls were able to pull out the win. Um, but you said uh, as far as Billy, Billy has been coaching. I, I would say this. Um, the adjustments have been better and more noticeable. I like the rotations a little bit better, especially even in last game where he was kind of forced to play weird, weird rotation um, because of Vooch being ejected. I like the way that he managed it the best that he could. Um, so I really uh, like Billy. Like I've always said, Billy isn't a horrible coach, right? He may not be the coach for the Chicago Bulls, but he's not a horrible coach. And, you know, sometimes it, it really takes players, and that's why a player like Pat Bev, being the communicator he is, it really helps Billy Donovan's system look a little bit better as well. Now, as far as the Bulls winning out, the remaining eight games, um, I mean, it, it's tough for any team to win that amount of games. You know, the Bulls haven't even been able to, to get a streak going of, of four games or more this season, so it's difficult for me to say to win out because especially that we're – in a two-game winning streak now, that would mean that we finished the game on a 10-game winning streak. Now, where things have happened, right? I think, uh, like, didn't the Rockets of a few years ago, and it was when they didn't have the best team, went on, like, a 
a 12 game winning streak or something like that. Like things are possible. Um, I just won't necessarily call it because the Bulls have a tough schedule. We got the Clippers, the Lakers again, Charlotte to end this week. And then next week we got Memphis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Dallas, Detroit. That's tough. That is a tough stretch for the Chicago Bulls to end the season. Um, but if the Bulls were to win out, hey, listen, yeah, the sixth seed isn't out of question. If the Bulls win the next eight games in a row, hey, listen, the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bulls. We'll see what happens. All right, this next uh, voicemail, this one's from Butter Biscuit. Hey, yo, what's up, Ace, man? It's Butter Biscuit. I mean, you already done roasted me to death, but, you know, I'm back. Um, so one of the hot takes that I got, honestly, is, how do you feel about the Bulls' chances of acquiring Damian Lillard? Because I feel that we actually might have, you know, some interest going that way. Um, I mean, depending on if he wants to leave the amount of money and stuff that, you know, Portland is giving him. But um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we could actually, you know, shake something with Dan, you know, having um, – a parent of, you know, Dame and Zach together. Maybe if we do want to resign a Vucevic or resign a, you know, uh Caruso and everybody back and stuff like that. Um and, and you know what our most recent troubles were Lonzo being out for pretty much his whole contract with us outside of thirty three games. But um yeah, I mean, honestly, um, when I was looking at some of your other videos, uh, what's the exception, the exception, player-ending, career-ending exception? It, it's some shit. But um, I think if we did that um, with Lonzo and actually, like, made some other moves around and stuff like that, like, we could actually – we could actually probably get Dane. I mean, like I said, granted, we free up more money. But, yeah, um, just tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is Butter Biscuit, you know, just the right amount of butter, just the right amount of biscuit, man. All right, see you, Red. Um, and, Butter, it's, it's funny that you asked that. Me and Pat talked about that on, I believe, Friday's episode of Locked on Bulls. And here's what I'll say. Um, I, I, anything's possible. I don't think it's likely. I don't think Dame is leaving Portland. Um, I do think that if Portland just makes the decision, no, we have to do what's best for our franchise, and, and that means moving off Dame and seeing what we can get. Um, I think the Bulls could put a, a potential interesting package together um, just because we do have the protection on their pick, which they have not been able to really um, trade any of their other first-round picks because of the weird protection we have on their pick. Um, then on top of that, I think that if we do the career-ending injury exception, as you mentioned, for Alonzo Ball, it would open up $21 million of cap space for the Chicago Bulls to absorb. I think that brings you to about half a Dame's contract you can absorb just into cap space, so you have to figure out the rest. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know if it's uh, how realistic it is. I don't see Dame leaving Portland personally, but, hey, anything is possible, and we'll see. If All the Bulls can do is that if Dame does become available, it's to try to put together the best package they can and then see where the chips fall at that. But that's it for today's episode, at least for now of Chicago Bulls since you guys know it's game day so I'll be back for the pregame halftime hangout and postgame show but until then you can follow the show at Bull Central Pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I liked in every episode on go Bulls love you guys 
See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.